who's the wildest witch in the West? Well, to answer that question, it'll take some big brother magic, courtesy of the pod people. I'm Matisse Van Rossum, and I'm here to eat some crow. <laughs> Hi, I'm the pale boar, uh, Cleveland Mosier. Oh, damn. That was a good one. Yes, sir. Oh, shit. So, uh, if you listen to last week's episode, you might be wondering, hey, wait a second, I thought you were supposed to be doing our final 2020 catch-up, watching the three movies that Ben chose for us, and now that you mention it, where the fuck is Ben at? Well, Ben? Um, ben? Wait, where's Ben? Where is Ben? Uh, ben is, at the time of recording, still in the great state of Iowa. Uh, he was supposed to be back by now, but... Uh, and that's not where we are. <laughs> That's not where we are. Uh, we're here in uh, in in uh, North the Carolina. Void. I mean, the void. North Carolina, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Some Ben's travel plans got mixed up a little bit, and uh, so now uh, you can expect what we said last week. Next week, yep. uh, you it's ever still there? It? We already recorded it, so it's still there. Yeah, uh, it's it's coming. Uh, you know the saying, "All killer, no filler." Well, this is the opposite of that. Cleve and I decided. Well. Just so we have something to put out, let's do a filler hey, episode. But here's the thing: there's still killers in the filler. Yes, that's true. So it doesn't um, totally count. So we uh, we we took a very casual approach to this. We just went on to uh, some streaming services and browsed uh, very loosely the horror section and uh, just tried to find the biggest piece of trash we could. And I think we did a pretty good job. Oh, I think so. And uh, I like it. We had it. We had a good rule too. That we um, abandoned almost immediately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to a degree. Well, did we? I mean, they we were did. all we had, the to, we had to scroll to get to this one. Okay, well, yeah, but it was on like a scroll thing where you can only see like two. Yeah. Um. So I don't think we did. Uh. Anyway, our, our idea was uh, to just search horror on all the main platforms. So Netflix, Hulu, HBO, uh, HBO and Shudder. Really surprising what comes up when you just search horror. Not good titles. Yeah, we said we're, we're just going to pull up horror and we're not going to scroll at all we're just going to see what we can go based off of like the initial yep. search and just decide of all of those which one stuck out to us the most and we, we or which one and we, we would watch that one and uh i don't know i just i did i did want to mention like i was just surprised i didn't see any uh, hardly any quality films that pop up like when you just like immediately search horror you think were, it would show you like some top-notch horror films the most the most quality we saw was when we pulled up hbo and like their front page was like the invisible man and us yeah and stuff like that yeah no it's true hbo's um, like selection did did give us some some good titles and then underneath that it was like a selection of like nightmare on elm street movies or yeah. something and that was fun we pulled up netflix and and the first film in the horror category was Gothica, the what? Halle Berry movie what from the like the fuck? early 2000s. And it was all movies like that. Yeah, I don't know what the what the deal with that was. Like the, the no quality, no nothing. Like what the fuck is up with that algorithm? And the weird thing too is like you watch horror movies on Netflix and like quality mm. shit like all the time. So I don't know if it was like cater trying to cater to you there. So if what so, it was doing a really bad, really job. bad job. But like, so is that just will, what pops up when say, anyone searches horror? I will say on Netflix. Like, Netflix 
has a history of not having the best curation when it comes to horror films specifically. Mm. They'll have like a couple of good ones. Like they had the witch forever. Um, and then they finally got rid of that. Like Netflix doesn't, doesn't care as much about horror. I think, yeah, they did. Um, but anyway, we ended up on shutter, which is exclusively horror and, uh, pretty quickly decided on the, the film that, uh, that we're going to be talking about. Oh yeah. It was pretty instant sell, which, uh, was a, it, it did come out last year. It was a 2020 film, um, called the pale door directed by someone called Aaron B. Koontz. I don't know. Uh, it's a, uh, a shutter exclusive or a, a shutter original, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we basically saw the, the movie poster and that it was a Western and that it was about witches. And I've, I've been keen on some like watching a horror Western and they're there. That is a hell of a niche genre to come by. Well, how did this scratch that itch for you, Cleveland? Well, you know, it turns out it's a bigger itch than I realized, and it scratched about half of it. it man, that's pretty generous. Dude, I love this movie. Like, it sucks, and I love it. Oh, it's, it's bad. It's, yeah. it's a terrible goddamn film. But, you but, know, man, I can't. It's, it's hard to be mad at it's, it. it. It's the exact kind of trash that I was looking for yeah. going in for this episode. Same. We had, something, we had the right mindset. Something totally obscure that nobody has ever heard of for good reason. And, like, yeah, you know, this movie it was really bad, but I did have a hard time, like, legitimately hating on it, even though it's so poor low quality and so badly written but you could you could tell that it was taking itself really seriously like they were really trying they were really really trying but they didn't try hard enough well they just they tried in the wrong ways i think i they they i think that they tried pretty hard they had budget for some things and i was saying during the film like i was getting fucking whiplash quality content whiplash Mm -hmm. like just going back and forth between like competent or fun cool things and like neat little ideas and just schlock garbo yeah high school production level at times bad well Um, i think which we're always amused like uh this is definitely one of those circumstances where there was i was never having a bad time i was either having a blast like picking this movie apart and laughing at it or think or or being like kind of surprised by like how competent one or two things were done every now and then it it would mostly sort of softball in a nice little surprise it's like oh hey that's actually surprising yeah and and again well said softballed in rare uh yeah. mo- mostly schlock well <laughs> and terrible writing the film does itself a pretty big disservice just by premise in that it is a period piece in a film that does not have the budget for a period piece okay yeah i i, w- I want to say it i, 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 <laughs> I want to say this because I, I was saying it the whole time during the movie this is not a period piece. This is a filmed LARP. Like, this yeah. is a Western LARP. This is people doing live-action role plays for, we- like, like role-playing Western stuff. The guns 
plastic. Plastic. Like a lot of the it, a lot of the costumes, plastic. Plastic, fake. Um, spirit Halloween mean, cowboy outfits and shit like that. Yeah. Um well modern I, made like materials like all over the place. No uh, no reason to dance around it. We were immediately making jokes about how um the town that uh, that it starts in looks like one of those like old west villages that you like tour and there are people and the people like oh and in costume and shit and not it not looked like just was well turned like, out to yeah it, it, actu- well, oh, it, it actually was, was. Yeah, yeah absolutely like like there there's nothing else it could have been in my eyes like it it's so blatant like like the manicured grass and all, all uh, everything dear listener you you probably at some point like in your childhood went on a school field trip to one of these sorts of little towns yeah you know where like no one breaks character and uh you know it's oh i'm joel the blacksmith oh i'm so-and-so and at some I point there's a shootout the, the south park episode right <laughs> <laughs> they hold the kids hostage. Um, yeah, well, no, we, yeah, it's one of those. In, <laughs> in the credits, we did we did find out which one it is specifically, and we looked it up. It's a uh, Rollins Creek Old West Town in uh, I think Oklahoma. <laughs> yep. And if you if Man, you Google if you Google uh, Rollins Creek Old West Town uh, and go to the the Google image search. It is just the set from the movie. Yeah. It just is. Like, no no change to the set dressing or anything. So they literally just rented out this this uh, Old West. Uh, it, it It's primarily used for weddings. Yep. Um, well, you know you know that, like, any of the extras were people who work there on a regular oh, basis. for sure. And own the place. For sure. Like, no doubt. No doubt in my mind on that one. <laughs> So you've yeah. got you've got this this very artificial like uh, fake old west town and a bunch of people not barely even attempting to do western style accents or anything um, in spirit Halloween cowboy costumes with plastic yeah. guns. And, and fortunately, like the film, it starts that way with like the flashback to the house. You see the main character, the protagonists when they're kids or whatever, yes. and their house is stormed stormed uh <laughs> um and and you know even then it's like it's like an old plantation house but like it's very clearly you know like it's done in the old style but it's modern the grass is all perfectly it's manicured cut. yeah uh, yeah it's got like it's got modern shingles on the, the roof and shit the terrible child actor is like holding the the pistol and they're holding it upright like it's it, very like it's, obviously plastic it, there's no weight to yeah. it which which Let's be real. Okay, there there was uh, there are a number of antique stores like in the town that we grew up in, and I remember going through them when I was a kid and seeing like entire display cabinets full of cheap old horse pistols. Yeah, it's not hard to get those. That's what that's what blows my mind about it. Well, see what I, what I'm what I would say that I'm fairly positive of at this point is that all of the costumes and everything were probably also provided by uh, Rollins uh, Old West Town mm-hmm. or whatever, because I'm sure that they were just using the costumes that the employees who work there wear every day. They don't care about like being super authentic it's not designed for filmmaking you know it's stage costumes and shit and and i mean it it fucking shows it really shows it's like there's not 
for you do not believe for one second that you're actually in like the old west. No, not not a moment. <laughs> not okay, for okay one there's second. there's one shot where they're all on their horses a- at a distance, and that looks nice. Yeah. And and like you see some rolling hills in the background, and the camera actually pulls out for once more on that in a minute, and that looks good. Which which leads to my next point, um, uh, <laughs> which is the cinematography, which also does no favors. It's it's mostly like documentary, like cinema verite, like style, like. But but it's it's handheld. A lot yeah, of close ups. Too close. Yeah. Weird choices. Like when you when you have such cheap set dressing and costumes. Um, well, I I thought it was weird when I first brought it up. You said it really well. Um, I was screaming at the camera very or screaming at the movie very early on. Like pull back, please. You're too close to these people. Like um, to the point where like people's faces were like half in frame at times. Like it's so the camera's so tight. Like it just needs to get up in there. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and it's just like you compare it to like John Ford, <laughs> you know, like 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 all on it, like on a tripod always, you know, no movement. Big shots, low to the ground, epic figures, you know, walking. And you compare it to this where it's like head height. The cameraman's like right up in their faces and it's just sad. Well, there's utility to that. Yes. um, Because obviously, I I mean, I made the joke that they can't do wide shots because then they get the parking lot in frame, (laughs) which I think is probably true. But also, especially in the beginning of the film where, you know, we see the brothers as adults or one of them's like a teenager. Um, They're in like a saloon and there's like a duel in the in the on the lawn outside. So they're in like one town, but then a big chunk of the film later revolves around like this town that is uh, that is occupied by witches. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason that they did so many tight shots in the first part of the film at the beginning is because it's the same town that they go to later and they were just trying to hide it by not showing much of it by keeping really, really close on everybody. But you're, you're right that like when you have as low quality costumes and props as this film does, it does a great disservice to be really up close to them all the time. Um, I just, can we, can we just talk a little bit longer about how they use one location for two locations in this movie yeah and it is <laughs> so really obvious funny. because it's the funniest goddamn thing in the world like they get to the like the witch's settlement or whatever and it's just the same town it's the same town <laughs> it's, it's like it's so even though the the saloon is even the same the they interior just, the, in, yeah. the only they that's the most similar like that's where it really that, brought it home is like like yeah you, you come to another saloon and it's the same saloon you can you can tell that they tried to make it look different Different by yeah. like moving the furniture around <laughs> the walls are the same like all it's of it absolutely the same the it's bar funny is too, the same like, it's a witch's town so they could have like like put up some black drapery or something just to make it look a little bit more witchy and dark oh and, see that's before we before we know that yeah it, but we know well we know like it's before the film reveals that the town is full of witches yeah <laughs> sorry yeah. i just oh my god the 
the way that this this movie just like hits story beats because it needs to like like amateur filmmaking 101 stuff speaking of like characters don't attack or or for long periods of time so the dialogue can happen and other things it's rough speaking of let's talk about the story of this movie a little bit why don't we the i'm gonna do my best yeah i'm gonna do my best here so it starts with uh our our two protagonists brothers uh duncan and uh jake who are children and they're awoken in the middle of the night by uh, some people coming to attack their house for reasons. We see Duncan, the older brother, give Jake, the younger brother, a put on a brown bandana and say, whenever you're wearing this bandana, you'll be safe because I'll protect you. That's big brother magic. And, um... Not the only time that that the phrase Big Brother magic is used in this movie. At all. It's used a lot. Well, uh, so we see the kid's parents killed, once again, for reasons... Uh, and they're sort of adopted by uh, the one of the the ranch hands, who's uh, an an old uh, freed slave. Um, and then we cut, we jump forward in time, and this is something that got to me because the age difference between the brothers and the in the the prologue, we'll call it, is five, six. You know, being generous, maybe seven, eight years. And when we cut to where the rest of the film takes place, Jake, the younger brother, is probably like 18, 19, definitely still a teenager. And Duncan is just a 38-year-old man all of a sudden. <laughs> like, <laughs> now, I, I, I was I was willing to be pretty forgiving of that because, like, I, I can already see, like, the budget that the studio is working with. It's not it's not much. And so, like, okay, that, that's probably, it's like, the only, from, the only child the actors they greatest, can get on hand. It's far from the film's greatest <laughs> sin. Yeah. But I do think it's pretty funny because it took us a little while to realize that they were the brothers because one of them just looks so much older yeah, than the other and one. The actors like like didn't have much charisma like or energy or projection so like they mumbled a lot so you had to like really listen to it and it kind of got drowned out in the like, the amazing score. We're now jumped forward in time. Duncan is now the the leader of a band of wily outlaws. Oh yeah. Red Dead Redemption yeah, style. They're, they're, gearing, they're gearing up for uh, a train robbery but he hasn't let jake join the gang because he wants his brother to be to stay innocent and sweet and good and save up money working at the saloon so he can buy back the family's farm i think buy back their ranch i I think that that is the motivation for saving the money someone does make a a mention of that even though duncan is an outlaw who is like robbing stagecoaches and shit and they probably would have enough money to buy back the farm anyway but instead he's just gonna let his brother sweep the floor at the local saloon to save up money to buy anyway it's not important and nonsense they, they didn't think it through. Why should we? So uh, let's describe the members of the posse real quick. I okay. think let's set, yeah. let's set that up for them because they rule. So we've some. got we've got their adopted father, old black man. Yep. Um, we have the the generic preacher kind of character who carries a Bible around and talks about God. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but it's still going around doing doing the outlaw thing. 
Yeah. But it's not done ironically. But I mean, like, he every... Is, he kind of is trying to be a man of God. Like, every they outlaw... They don't make up their that's, mind with that. What is it? They watched Firefly like Shepard book and said, we want to do that. That's, like, a, that's a trope. Every outlaw posse has, like, the preacher who's also a gunslinger. Like, it's... It, whatever. Yeah, but usually, like, there's the, the motivation makes a little more sense. But, yeah, yeah. Like... Uh, we've got the, uh, the silent Native American character uh, who I believe they call Chief. Jesus. So... That is a thing. Yeah, it's probably, um, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like, there's legitimately a bit where, like, you know, someone gets shot and they ask that character, like, like, how long does he have? And he fucking points at the moon and does a hand gesture. And it's like, oh, you know, it's like just completely missing the point of, like, you having an opportunity to do a modern Western. Awful. Like, bad choice. Uh, there's there's the kind the whole of mystification thing. Stupid. Anyway, there's the kind of badass black shirt outlaw who's sort of an asshole, but, you know, later gets his opportunity for redemption, uh, you know, by sacrificing himself. Um, he at least had a little bit of charisma. Like, Honestly, he's probably the best actor in this movie. Yeah, yeah. He's the only one who seemed to really be trying to, like, do an Old West-style character. It's over the top, for sure. Um, he's laying the accent on thick. And I don't know, I did notice that uh, whenever the action started and he started yelling, accent disappeared completely. <laughs> um, but he was still the best actor in the film. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, actually, no. Uh, well, he might be the best actor, but my favorite, who unfortunately did not get enough. Didn't do much. Didn't didn't, didn't get enough screen time. We had the lady outlaw, Brenda. I think is that her name. Let's just let's just call her Brenda. Yeah, well, Brenda. So uh, was was Brenda because how how do we best uh, politely describe Brenda? Because she ruled like like unironically. Like I thought she was great. She was hamming up. She's chewing up the scenery. Boisterous um, and cartoonish. Yeah, um, and uh, didn't look like she was in outlaw shape. <laughs> nope. She looked like a LARPer. Uh, so she she looked like, uh, yeah, she probably had a few Cheeto breaks um, uh, on set. <laughs> and she ruled for it. Like, I say those things and, like, normally it would be, like, a huge points against the movie. But here are definitely points, points for uh, she was great. And she was she was delightful uh, and didn't have enough to do. She got sent off relatively early in the movie to go mm -hmm. get help. And then we see her again later when she gets burned at the stake for some reason. I know. And I was so I was really hoping that she'd come back as, as like a, a witch. witch and she'd get to chew up the scenery some more. Yeah. You know, because um, like all of the witches are like burned so I thought that, like, oh, they'll burn her at the stake and then bring her back to life. And yeah, she'll cool. Be one Put of, her in wild and makeup and let her eat them. the scenery. Yeah. Like, sounds great. The scene writes itself. Nope. Nope. Like, no use gotten out of her. Yeah, bummer. Like, uh, total missed opportunity there. Uh, yeah, because she ruled. And yeah, so they, they have to go and do a mission. And yeah, and there's another character in the posse who, who cares. Yeah, who gets um, shot and uh, he can't do it. Well, yeah, he gets shot and can't do it. But then there's the other one who uh, filler guy, guy, yeah. who, guy who gets killed. Yeah. Joke, jokey guy yeah. uh, who is in a bathtub later. But yeah, so one of the posse gets shot in a duel and they say, oh, well, we need one more person so we can do our train robbery. And so uh, little brother decides to step in and, hey, then with my share of the loot, then I can use that to buy back the family farm and older 
brother's like, well, I don't, I don't want you being an outlaw, so you can just stay back and keep watch or whatever. Um, so they do the train heist, which I mean, I, I, I'm sure it was part of the the old west village. Uh, they probably had an old steam engine because it is just like. It is an engine with one passenger car. Well, that's okay. I mean, you know, like there there are plenty of reasons for, you know, an old west train to have only one passenger car on it. And honestly, I'm impressed that they had a train at all. Like, like considering their budget, once again, uh I say yeah. kudos kudos to them for for getting a goddamn well, train. I, like, that's why I think that it was included in the Old West Village. I'm sure that if you go to if you go to Rollins Old West Village in Oklahoma, then you can uh, pay a little extra to ride on the train. Yeah. Um but they they do a train robbery uh nobody on the train reacts to the robbery at all uh everybody who's on the train is just stone-faced the entire time even when people get shot in front of them uh they with bare minimum with with extras and i'm gonna be real though like if that is part of rollins's situation like if you like ride a train into the village or whatever i'm sold i want to go Let's let's go. Like let's like go I'm not even Oklahoma. kidding. Like like I'd 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 do a western LARP. That sounds fun as shit. Oh yeah, I'm, I mean those old west towns are fun. I'm sure it's delightful. Yeah, they're they just don't make the greatest movie <laughs> sets. <laughs> they, they just don't make yeah the greatest yeah. movie sets. If you're trying to make a period piece nope. that takes place in the old west, yeah. The, <laughs> the, the the real secret, or I think the the big answer here is uh, you have you have two choices when doing. Uh, sorry, we're we're digressing from the the, the storyline, but who gives a shit? Oh, whatever. Um, uh, there there are two ways you can you can do a period piece. Generally, there you can either have a huge fucking budget because period pieces take a huge fucking they're budget. Yeah. Um, uh, they're expensive, goddamn. That's movies. why you don't do a period piece unless you have damn good reason, right? Or you have a very minimal location. Yeah. You have a very minimal set. You know, it's just Hunter in the Woods. Yep. You know, like it's something, it's one family. Spend it's, all of your budget on witch, costume. Right? Yeah. It's it's one little house. And and you just make that house as fucking pristine as you can and you do your homework. Yep. Like it, those those are your choices. Either all the money in the goddamn world or a very minimal location. Um, and there really isn't a lot of wiggle room there because the fact of the matter is, is like it just it all it calls for so much like so much work in the practicals department because you're going to need to build those sets or you're going to really need to doctor the hell out of them. Well, yeah. And the thing like, is, you have is shows like, like Hell on Wheels or like the whole camp is built and, you know, all of that. And like the you've got like the the big the locomotive was like. Actually, I'm pretty sure the locomotive in Hell on Wheels is like built out of like a large foam contraption. It's pretty cool. This still requires like like set dressing and engineering and like work. Well, the thing is, is you have to you have to and pay it, you have to pay an immense attention to detail because the slightest cutting of corners breaks the immersion immediately. Like, and even if like, you can't just have a nice hat, you have to have a nice hat that you can get mud on. Even that's yeah, expensive. well, that's, that's the thing. All of these people's clothes were way too clean yep. all the time. Um, as we've mentioned more than once, like you might not realize it when you're watching it, but the fact that all of the grass is cut is like a big like I, mean, I realize, uh, yeah, absolutely. yeah, like it's it it like manicured grass is a huge no no, right? And you, it's one of those things where you might not be able to put your finger on. It's like, why does this not feel real to me? It's like, well, because all the grass is cut. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's not that like the grass is 
cut it's just that it's cut perfectly like it's cut to the ground and it's like yeah it's, it's all it's, it's, it's all it's mode yeah. it's, it's not mode yeah. yeah yeah grass cutters and you know you can just let fucking animals graze and clean the grass but like you know but like you gotta yeah like that, that was just like just pristine like clean kept kept grass you know like yeah mm-mm. and and you know like i i don't subscribe to the whole like concept of like everyone was dirty like in the past but um like People kept clean and like they had clean clothing, but not manufactured clean clothing. Yeah, um, and also like aren't weren't afraid also, to get their like, clothes. Like the the outlaws, the, yeah, those are outlaw band characters. Band outlaws. Yeah, they're dirty, and yeah. uh, they're also their clothes are going to get dirty. And um, they they weren't. They they had very nice hats and and other things because the hats they could not afford to. Damage their their, their hats. clothes were unweathered, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that takes a lot out of it. Yeah, especially when like all the buildings are weathered. Fake weathered, though. Yeah, it's just yeah, fake weathered. It's yeah. A mess. Um. Anyway, so they rob the train, which uh, is um, carrying a contingent of Pinkertons. They find a a chest that is locked up, and well, uh, it has well, a it rope has, wrapped around it. It has a padlock, but also it has some rope draped on top. <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> um, I love that. Big Big Brother Duncan is gut shot uh, in the ensuing chaos, and just, you can go down to I'm sorry, you could go down to Ace Hardware, right, and get a nice <laughs> long like fucking thing of like hemp rope, you know, that looks old and weathered, or just like fucking throw it in a mud puddle. It's not hard, and then like wrap the yeah, chest in stamp, the stomp around in the, the shitty rope, you know, like and make it look like there's a scary thing in it. That's it. Yeah. Don't. But they just drape a fucking rope. They over just drape it. a rope across it. But, it. but anyway, the the outlaws. Uh, uh, Big brother Duncan gets gut shot, but they take the chest and they open it and they find uh, inside it is a uh, a young woman for some reason, and they say because they've watched Firefly and they got excited. So they've so they find this young woman. She's they've she's like chained up and has is wearing like a Hannibal Lecter mask. Um, but you know, they, they free her and she's like, Oh Lord, I don't know why these men came and kidnapped me. I'm just, uh, I'm just uh, from the next town over. Jeez, your accent isn't, or sorry, your impression isn't very good because your accent is too good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're right. She, yeah. I, I don't think she was actually doing an accent. No. And, um, and like, like every character in this, like also like they, they, they say out, like they say Potemkin, like where they are at Potemkin. And it's like, if you're from if you're, like if this is like a like you're you know, like an Oklahoma West sort of thing, they'd just be from Tempkin. Tempkin, you know, like like none of this. They're from Potemkin. But anyway, they they tell the girl to take them to her town uh, so they can get a doctor for Big Brother, and mm-hmm. also because she says, "Oh well, if you take me home, you'll be rewarded handsomely." So nothing they, suspicious about that. Yeah, right. Nothing suspicious about that. Um, so they, they go to her town, which is, uh, as we've mentioned, the exact same set as the town at the beginning of the film. And they, they go to the, the local saloon slash brothel where they find like, uh, the matron of the establishment who is, uh, 
the the girl in the chest's mother or whatever. And the 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 editing here is weird. Like it it like it it tries to do like a montagey thing, but like there are characters that act like time hasn't passed yet. Well, yeah, we get a montage of them all like drinking and like flirting with the prostitutes there, and it's supposed to convey a passage of time. And then when it ends, we just see Duncan, Big Brother, just like sitting at a table like ble- with like coughing up blood because he's been gut shot and it's like why have y'all left him sitting there the entire time like you went to this town for the express purpose of getting him a doctor to save his life but instead everybody immediately forgets about him as soon as they get there because they're too interested in the whores yeah like the this movie can't keep up with like its own balls it's thrown in the air like it it it's terrible at tension this oh, movie yeah. sucks oh, at tension. Yeah. And I think it's one of the most amateuristic like things about it because here's the thing, right? It is pretty easy to to wave away the goofy stuff and all the rest of it like if you can just like keep me hooked with like a moving story. And the brother's been gut shot. He's an interesting enough character like <laughs> that could be enough if you just have them like shouting and worried about it and stomping well, Yeah, there needs feet, to be some there needs to be some urgency. There. Yeah, and we don't get that. What we do get is uh, a, a, another drawn-out dialogue sequence right before they get to the town where they're stopping in some random barn or whatever. And the the brother uh, is helping – the younger brother is helping the older one, and he, he looks down and sees that his hands are covered in blood. Um, and he also feels responsible. So you know that the filmmakers are real proud of, oh, he has literal blood He's on his hands. He's got his brother's blood oh. on his hands. And, like, yeah. It holds on a little too long, and it's just like, yeah, they're a little too proud of that. All right. Moving on. Well, yeah. So all of the all of the outlaws go off with various uh, various prostitutes, um, and we get a younger brother sitting with the the matron, and you know he's uh, he's talking about how his life is so hard or whatever, um, but how he's he's never he's never killed anybody before, and if only he'd been able to pull the trigger, he would have shot the the chick who shot his brother. Um, and when, when the, the matron finds out, oh, he's never killed anybody. She says, oh, you are purely innocent. And it's like, ooh, foreshadowing, I guess. Uh, Yeah. And then, and then it starts to get, it really starts to lose the plot. Uh, because then we get a flashback because she talks about how uh, lose the plot, lose the yeah. period, lose everything. Well, that's the thing. We we cut to it. She she talks about how she was hurt when she was pregnant with her daughter, and then like the the women of the town like helped her or whatever. And the the, the trans the transition to flashback is not very well done. Like we didn't realize that it was a flashback at first, but. It cuts back to what we later learn is supposed to be the town 200 years prior. But it looks the exact same. It's just daytime. It's it's daytime and all of the all of the male characters are wearing pilgrim costumes. Mm-hmm. Like Thanksgiving pilgrim <laughs> costumes. Like like the what was it? The the Hulu original film. Oh yeah, like pilgrim. pilgrim. <laughs> yeah, pilgrim costumes. Like yeah, straight up fucking pilgrim costumes. And that's when we realized that this was supposed to be a flashback. Um but also, the, they didn't even bother to do a little bit of res- of like consideration that like 
Puritans and Pilgrims were not in the Wild West. Like, this film presumably takes place sometime in the 1800s, late 1800s, post-Civil War, so... Yeah, we're in post-Reconstruction, and... So, so 200 years prior would be the late 1600s, before it was even America. Yeah, like, like, pre... And so, like, like, the white settlers hadn't come out this far. No, nowhere near. Like, so... So where is this town? In the late 1600s, it's like the ori- still the original and 13 colonies. What was funny is like, because uh, Tease, you said that. He was like, wait, but these are Puritans. Like, what are they? And I What was, are they doing in the West? I was, I was just about to defend it and be like, well, like, we don't know if they're in the same town. And then someone said, it's in the flashback, says Potemkin. And I'm just like, well, never mind. They just fucked himself. Because you could have thought like, okay, this is what happened to her. And then she moved out this way. And as she came right. out West, the, you know, like this, this like witch moving out West, she brought followers and made more as she went. And that's kind of fun. That's like the knot in, uh, uh, oh, in Dr. Sleep. In Dr. Sleep. That, that's, yeah. a, that's kind of a cute idea. Like I, I like that. Um, uh, but uh, nope. Instead, nope. instead it's just it just the makes, same. It just makes no sense. It's just at the all. same town. And the witches have always been there. Yeah. <laughs> for, Even apparently though that town wouldn't have been, uh, and you know, like it's, it's one thing to forgive, like, okay, they're using plastic guns or whatever because they can't afford it. But you would think like considering like how, how strong their LARPer nerd energy is around this film that they'd have done some homework. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that anyone reading the script would have been like, Oh, uh, well, the Puritans wouldn't have really been. <laughs> Considering that they were at a Old West tourist destination that would certainly give people, like, tours with, like, information about, like, life in the Old West, you'd think that somebody who was tangentially involved would be like, um... Yeah, or was interested (laughs) enough in, like, writing a Western script, but... No one was. No one did their homework. Uh, it's they, they're into it for all the wrong reasons. You know, it's it's again, it's that mad LARPer energy where like, you know, that probably hasn't read all of Lord of the Rings or yeah. whatever else doesn't really get the whole vibe, just loves the aesthetic, which is fine. You know, like it's <laughs> cute, but this is a, like a large production with like yeah. a lot of people working on it. it like you think someone see, did their fucking homework. And also to, it's like, it, it's incredibly jarring to see like pilgrims in, in an old West setting yeah, with like the hats, with like the buckles on yeah. them and everything. That no one wore. Yeah. Like and Jesus. So then we get like a scarlet letter style sequence where like we see the, the, the brothel matron, but she's like pregnant. And then like the, town preacher decides that because she's pregnant and unmarried then the de- the baby must be yeah Gotta the baby him. must you know she must have had sex with the devil so they burn her at the stake but like, well, in broad priest, daylight too uh, okay. like in broad daylight and the priest's performance sucks like it's so boring like here you have you've set up the whole set zero you're charisma. there you know, like shouting, this, shouting without charisma, like as an actor, like you've got everything in front of you, like this lady's up on the thing. They're bringing out torches. They're going to set a fire in real life. It looks good. It doesn't. It but doesn't. like it feels good. It'd be it would feel good to be on that set. And it'd be, it'd be fun. It'd yeah. be fun. And you've got a great opportunity here. And he barely shouts. And he just he just does the well, whole no, he like, shouts, standards with, to hellfire. He shouts, but with zero conviction. It's like the flattest shouting. Yeah. And yeah. And so they set her on fire. She's like, man, if you've got like an angry, like Puritan preacher role, like fucking fucking lean in, man. And then we cut back to uh, 
quote unquote present day. Uh, and uh, at that moment, all of the prostitutes at the brothel reveal their their true witch forms, uh, which are um, Halloween store ass witches. It's great. Hooked like, nose, pointy chin. They're all they're all burned. cartoon witches. They're all burned though, so. Um, they're not like green or anything, but they're all burned and they run around on all fours like goblins. Uh, and it's great. It's honestly pretty fun. Yeah, I and love in, it. In terms of in terms of like uh, low budget movie monsters, that that's where they kind of had me because like even though they're they're like the generic cartoon witches with the big hooked noses and pointy chins and shit. Great. Like the 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 burned makeup looks pretty good. Competent enough for like quick shots. Yeah, like the 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 actresses who are playing these witches are they they got some decent stunt women for yeah, them. Yeah, they're probably like local um, dance theater, probably or dance something. dance yeah. theater troupe types. Um, and and we get we get a fun little action sequence where the the posse tries to escape from the brothel while they're they're being attacked by witches. Um, some of the practical effects in this movie uh are are pretty good. There's some decent Decent gore. The blood is a little too red. It's a little cartoony. Um, but considering the witches and all the rest of it, I, I think I think cartoon yeah. bright blood is great. And and there's and there's some like legitimately good like gory effects. Um, the film's use of squibs is inconsistent, but sometimes they, it looks dandy. But when they use them, it looks it looks pretty good. Yeah, like there's a guy who gets shot on the train, and like the blood spurts out of his shirt, and it's fun. What like. Where the film fails in this scene is the editing. Whoever was editing this had no idea what the fuck they were doing. No. The cuts don't make any kind of logical, I tend, continuous sense. I tend to wonder, though, because here's the like. This movie in general, like, has a really. I feel bad like the, I feel like it was shot. It was shot without editing in mind. I don't. I don't know if it's necessarily yeah. fair to, to put blame it all it on, on the editor. To put it all yeah. on the editor. It was either the editor or it was shot without taking editing into consideration. consideration. I think it was that. I, I I do because hard to say because so much of this movie has a terrible sense of space. Yes. Spatial awareness, yes, um, and uh, and time. It really makes me think it's that because like there are a few moments where that are they're edited pretty well, but the shots are so tight and 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 gross uh, so often and, and poorly framed so often yeah. that it's it's hard to say. And again, too, like on not I don't think we mentioned too that like it's just like TV digital cameras that don't look very yeah, good and either. well, and it's not and they're it's color not, corrected poorly. It's not lit well either. They mm. don't take advantage of trying to make the lighting look natural. Like they don't. Oh no, it's all spotlighting. They don't try to use like oil lamps and candles or or make the lighting look like it's coming from lanterns and candles and stuff. Yeah. Everything like, like outside no movement to the light. Everything outside at night is like blasted with spotlights that are supposed to be the moon, quote unquote. Like everything's overlit. Uh, it is. It is over color corrected as well. Um, it's yeah. I mean, it's 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 just amateur hour. It's very cheap looking. Yeah. The whole but the whole aesthetic of the film is very cheap. I will say there's one there's one little sequence in that witch fight that I really liked that I thought looked quite good. And uh, especially considering <laughs> when the guy falls off and he yeah. shoots the witch as he's falling. 
that looked great. It, it was did. snappy. Like like he gets knocked off, he he falls, his gun goes off, and she gets shot. Her head goes backwards. It looked good. Like it looked really good, and it was just like like Tarantino esque, like pow pow pow, you yeah. know. Um, and it's and it's it's then it's over in a split second. Yeah, and it's back to and it's back terrible. to bad shots and bad at it. Like like yeah, yeah um, it's like, like yeah. There's there's little there's little blocking there's little hints uh well yeah there's there is little blocking um but there there are little throughout the film there are little hints of good ideas and little shreds of competence that always kind of make you go like oh shit wow but it it always feels like they got lucky yeah because it's like because it's like if if you throw enough spaghetti at the wall something's bound to stick eventually and some of that stuff just feels like they I, I, I have a hard time believing that any of the things that turned out particularly well about this film were done intentionally. Mm-hmm. I feel like they just got lucky. Uh, yeah, except for so, like some of the so practicals. Much of, like so that much was, of the film is badly done. That well, like like the some of the makeup artists were just working really really it's hard. Good. And, yeah. and and I think thought the movie was going to be a lot better than it was because like yeah some of the some of the makeup effects like look pretty fucking dandy and that that just is legitimately hard work and like some of like the the witches like running around like that's fucking exhausting and hard to do like like some of that like sort of stuff like so like there was like some blood sweat and tears poured into a good number of parts of this movie and that i think show decently the problem is that you could have honestly built your film around that yeah. And stripped the rest away and had a much better f- film. Like you, you could have yeah. had like uh, with this budget, like honestly, like cutting a lot of it back. Um, you you could have had like a, a pretty cool and compelling drama with some really fucking awesome practicals. Yeah, for sure. I I said earlier in the film that they didn't work hard enough, and and I I, I think that that is wrong. Like you pointed out, like I think they did. They I I misspoke when I said that because like the film is bad. But it doesn't feel lazy. It no. does. It does feel like they were trying. Yeah, they gave. They a shit. just. Well, they just. They just weren't. That, that's why. Like I wasn't. Uh, they didn't ever have the. Put they off. didn't have the budget, and they also just weren't. They also just weren't good enough at making movies to, <laughs> to to make it well. But like people were trying, and like some one thing I wanted to bring up too is like a couple of the actors, like the sort of like asshole cowboy guy who I mentioned earlier, and um, the adopted. father father the 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 former slave guy um some of these people are okay they feel what what it felt distinctly to me like is the kind of people who try really hard to act well and are probably pretty good in like local theater productions Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah like and even like could get out of that the kind of the kind of people that if you go to like a local theater production in like a medium sized town in Oklahoma would give a pretty good performance. I think uh, one one thing that you know, like in in fairness to them too, like is it, some of the it acting can be hard is to say. Terrible. Some of the acting is really goddamn bad. But like it, when it can be hard to say, like how much of that can be placed on direction as well mm-hmm. um bad script too bad script like you know you can only work like so much with some of those lines delivering that you know and with the right tone that that can be tricky and there are certain mm. times too where like you know for all we know like the 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 puritan priest guy right like when he's when he's doing his burn bernie witch bernie uh uh sequence, bernie the witch bernie bernie witch uh feeling the burn 
um, that I was complaining about earlier, he, he could have he could have just um, he could have been directed to tone it down. You That's know, true. for for realism, for realist. <laughs> Oof, yeah, I, like that, because I, I get the vibe that that, that could have happened for some of these <sighs> tough characters. To say. Yeah, tough like like say. some of them might have been trying to put on more of a cartoon, fun cowboy vibe that uh, and, young, and they could have been asked to tone it back because the younger I get brother, that vibe across the board that like everyone felt understated to the degree where it's like maybe maybe that was like that that part of that comes through in direction because like George Lucas did the same thing with the prequels too where like he just like he stripped a lot of those actors like of their chops by like like really making them kind of dumbed down or like well like the black shirt outlaw feels like he's hamming it up and that's why I think his performance is better because he feels like he's really trying to get into like the old what like his accent is overwrought as shit. He's got one of these kind of old southern accents trying to be real, you know, trying to be foghorn leghorn. Kind of, <laughs> you know, he's he's doing one of those, but also like when especially like the younger brother who is a terrible actor and who is so flat and who's just speaking with like his normal he's, he's a charisma black his, his normal 2020 where American did they get this kid accent you know I, um, I just of of the people even in like local theater you know like the kind of like young actors you could find who would, yeah he's who not would, a theater actor who would want to be some there. of these some of these older it's, folks are theater it's actors really think, unfortunate but he's not. no mm-hmm. this this kid he he got the role somehow if I had to guess he he's, lucked into he's this pretty role. he's a pretty boy you know well I think, I think he knew someone I don't know I, I it, again it's hard to say it's all speculation but uh it it just it strikes me as like he was given the opportunity and he and he didn't earn it and it, I mean there wasn't bummer. there clearly wasn't a very could, high there clearly wasn't mumbles. a very high bar for this movie so you know mm-hmm. who knows how he got it yeah. he's not the only one though like the the main witch girl uh who, who they find in the chest originally she's similarly a charisma vacuum has absolutely no good moments her her mother the the witch matron is terrible absolutely awful but at least she's trying oh yeah she's chewing up the scenery she's, she's like, trying like it an sucks performance like it's that. like her, it's so bad it's her performance is terrible one of the worst in the movie i think yeah. but she camp, at least utter camp she at least feels like she's trying yeah so well, she's engaging like yeah. i'm not i'm not bored you know like again like when you're working with this kind of this kind of budget and everything else like cool like i'm i'm entertained you're you're competing with you know a fucking large budget production i'm i'm having a good time watching your movie ham it up like great like i'm i'm happy to be here the witch the, the matron like her whole bit the whole sexploitation like scene that just comes out of nowhere uh is is fucking hilarious yeah that was weird yeah um there's a lot of like little things like that in this movie that don't seem to serve any narrative purpose dude i said it once and i'll i'll say it again they saw something cool in another western style thing and they just wanted to do their own version yeah of there's it. like the and they were just cherry picking things that they liked and it didn't have to do with their any cohesive lore or world that they have built or research that they did of their own they're just cherry picking from other movies they like the scene you mentioned where there's the one witch in the bathtub and they pour a bucket of blood all over her ginormous titties (laughs) that doesn't mean anything batiste it's blood titties it's blood titties do you need it to mean anything i don't um (laughs) i I guess i don't um who doesn't like blood titties come on 
there's blood titties. There's the implication that the younger brother is gay that then never has well it's it's that he's gay but in that world that would mean that he's a virgin because you know he's 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 not about to go and get yeah. himself lynched okay no i see so that. so yeah. because of that it makes him pure which is kind of a fun idea i like that what i don't like is the delivery of it because he tells a complete stranger this in that time period D- d- no one would is that stupid are, are you kidding me like like yeah you're gonna, he wouldn't you're gonna uh, be he, in the 1800s he wouldn't out himself to a stranger no they were still like like in the military they were still like there's still like capital punishment for buggery that's not happening you're not about to like just tell a random stranger that like you're gay even if they're a brothel owner i don't think i don't know it's it's a strange uh, he's a he's an innocent naive but the boy, audience needs you know, to know yeah. at this point and the witches need to know so right. that's what happens and that's why yeah because it's in the same scene that he also reveals that he's never killed anybody and it's never really made clear why they need him for their ritual because all because they, evil monsters need a pure innocent all they say is that his his innocent blood will sustain them for years that doesn't mean anything also like kids are easy to come by like go go just yeah find just, go to the, just go to the next just go to the next town over and just kidnap a child you yeah know? done um your town is fueled great also, you did it I don't something that I found uh, interesting that is never addressed is that like all of the witches are like burned Im- implying that they've crispy. all been like, yeah, they're all they're all like blackened and crispy like they've they've all been burned at the stake. So that implies that they are immortal mm-hmm. as they're hundreds of years old and also uh, immune to being burned at the burned to death. However, they're not immune to guns. <laughs> Dozens of them are just shot to death. Do we know that they die? I don't know. Like, I'm not. I'm not about to defend this movie. Also, like, like audience, please understand. We are we are picking apart this dumb stuff for your entertainment right now. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully at least it's entertaining. Yeah. It's, no, it's normally, very, I just write it's this very shit much, off. It's very much a futile but exercise. Like examining fun. this movie in such yeah, minuscule detail. It's dumb as shit, but let's do it anyway. Okay. <laughs> so because here's the thing too. Like I, I think one of the things that makes it feel so futile because I, I I love. I mean, see our, our hundred plus episodes um, of, of why I love it. But in this case, often I would get a little bit less joy out of picking these sorts of things apart because it's clear that the writers didn't care or were thinking about these things. Yeah. But it's kind of fun still. It's well, especially because we went into this being like, we let's watch, let's find a trashy movie to yeah. watch and, and pick apart. Yeah. Like, so just, we, uh, yeah. Uh, the longer we, I, I, I do this sort of thing, the, the more I, I, I just <laughs> afraid I am of sounding like an armchair YouTuber who's picking apart like a, uh, some insignificant detail in a star Wars movie, but much like this movie, I'll just lean into it. Just lean into it. Yeah, we'll just lean into just it. Just lean into it. So these witches and, uh, they're the science behind them. Um, I think, yeah, the way it works is they have to burn someone, they have to burn a lady, and then the witch is born out of the burned person. I mean, that's what's implied. Because they burn what's-her-face, and then there's like a weird creepy birthing. Yeah, when the witches who are already living in that town bring her back to life, and she becomes their leader for some reason. Oh, no, 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 different lady. Sorry, I, I shouldn't, I didn't the, the outlaw. They burn her. They burn her, but she does not come back to life. No, no, but she has a birthing. No. That scene. Isn't that what that is? That's a flashback to the matron after she was burned because 
she was burned on the day that her daughter was born. So we see them taking her and resurrecting her. Oh. And the evil daughter, the evil uncharismatic daughter. we really just never see her again. Correct. The birthing scene is when we see the the evil daughter born, which also serves no purpose. Yeah, I don't know what that's supposed to mean either. Because like, like she she doesn't fulfill any role. No, they they make her seem like she's special or something. That she, like they yeah. they treat her like she's like some kind of witch antichrist or whatever. But nothing ever really comes of that uh, i um, guess like it was supposed to because she's supposed to get her virgin and whatever that means and then she does and then nothing happens oh yeah she does she does we don't we don't get to learn no yeah here okay so let's just let's go ahead and 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 wrap up the plot real quick um yeah so after the after the big like witch, 20 minutes later <laughs> the big witch fight scene they run the the witches even though they're surrounding them and could kill them they let them go. There are two dogs, like wolves, that they send after them that are never seen again. Nothing happens. We see them, they bark, and then they run off into the woods after them. Those dogs are, or wolves are never seen again. Um, they, The outlaws sort of reconvene at the cabin where they were at earlier and then say, let's go back to the town for some reason and kill, kill them or whatever. So they go back to the town, they're in the town for a second, then they go out into the woods where they get attacked by some more witches, mm. and then they go back to the town and they say, well, hey, let's go into the church, because they can't enter the church, because they're <laughs> satanic and it's, it's just, God's house, yeah, and right? This is what I meant earlier when I, was, when I said the, the, they are terrible with like keeping balls in the air yeah. and terrible with tension. Like they they continually like like why set do they go out into the woods and then just then just knock their own legs out you yeah. know like uh from under them uh there's like they're getting they get chased out of the town like they reveal all the witches in the tavern and they're all outside and they're all scary and, uh, sh- and the matron literally tells them you can kill the rest but just bring me the the innocent yeah one. and then they all and go it's like out. why do they let them go in the like, first place cool. they have them surround yeah and it's like cool like the the witch king has sent out the nazgul like yeah let's let's go and like they're all coming after our protagonist now and they're running and they have wolves for some reason and uh they run into the house and the wolf and when we say wolves they're huskies they're just yeah. like they're like someone's pet um uh the the wolves uh get to the um well, they're not very big, I guess, or they're not made to look very big. Again, no one is because they're the, just somebody's dog. The cinematography wasn't very good. They could have looked more like wolves. Well, if they we shot never from the right we don't angle. see the dog. We don't see the wolves like uh, like trying to get into the cabin. Like they run off into the woods. They send the literal two dogs after them. It's just two. It's not like a pack or anything. We see the dogs run off into the woods. That is it. We never yeah. see those well, dogs They get up to the again. door and, like, sniff at it, and then we cut to the characters inside, and then we just forget about them. And the dogs are never like, – we never the see them again. That scene when they're talking in that room, like, they could have uh, – when they're talking about, like, okay, what do we do next? So-and-so – is so-and-so dead? We don't know. Well, do we, we gotta go get back past, him? Yeah. We, like, like, during that scene, during all that dialogue, a great way to keep your audience invested would be to have the wolves scratching at the door. And then have, when they like, leave, how do we get past the right. wolves? And, like, it's, it's done in so many movies, too, where it's like they're talking and, like, the wolves are scratching in and they're like, okay, we gotta do this. We gotta figure out what we're doing. What the fuck, man? Wolves are scratching at the door. And, you know, like, uh, it's all intense. And then someone says something or whatever and you hear nothing. Wait, where do they go? And then you step outside. Wait, why is it quiet? Then you have something, right? Yeah. 
but instead what happens is the wolves kind of sniff at the door and then you have the whole dialogue sequence in like with you know like minimal music and no tension occurring during the sequence mm-hmm. no blowing wind no anything they're just in the house talking about what they're going to do next and it's stale and boring and stupid and there's a lot of sequences where they do that i'm not going to break them all down the same way just but that's the that's the idea yeah and and then they step outside and it's just if you had a little something going on during that scene you well, would if you didn't forget about deflated. the threat, if you didn't forget about the threat of the wolves and just never have them appear again in the movie, like totally unresolved. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, so they, after they go back into town and then go back into the woods and then go back into town, they go to the church and then all of the witches show up wearing, um, spirit Halloween ass, uh, shiny red, uh, capes and and uh and animal skulls like the the animal skulls are cool uh but they're very much deflated by the cheapness of the rest of the costumes um but they can't go into the church uh but their magic still works inside the church and they're in the church for a really long time and we just get like various instances of like the witch's magic like driving them crazy uh one guy thinks whole he's whole movie right there one yeah one guy thinks he's eating beef jerky the preacher guy thinks he's eating beef jerky which but i do like out, that they did set up earlier on with like yeah. the cigarette for beef jerky that was good that was he fun. thinks he's eating beef jerky but it turns out he's actually eating glass which mm-hmm. has been done so many times sure um, but it's well enough done like you see the glass in his mouth it feels like nasty and the the old the old black man dies when a crow comes out of his mouth for Rad. some reason terribly done loved it uh, yeah, that was wild. Oh, but not before an of extremely long and boring exposition sequence where he tells the younger brother that the reason those people came to their house to kill their parents when they were kids is because their parents were thieves and that they that everything they owned was stolen and they showed up to that ranch and stole the ranch from the people who lived there and went to all of the neighboring ranches and stole all of their money and cattle and then settled down on that ranch and tried to run a ranch. I, I and really, then, I really and then want- like years later, some people showed up to, to seek vengeance on them. I really want Just absolute nonsense. Doesn't make any sense. I really want to stop and break that down just one more time really clearly for how fucking stupid this is. God, I love it. You have a ranch, right? And then his family killed the people who owned the ranch. Presumably, yeah. Took the ranch, right? Uh, What else? How else do you fucking take a ranch, right? Right. Also stole other ranch things to make their ranch bigger. Stole, yeah, stole money and cattle from neighboring ranches Ranches. to take back to their own ranch to make their ranch better. And no one did anything about it that would make it clear to our protagonist, right? Like who is growing up in that environment. Yeah. For years. And then just suddenly in the night, people come and kill the parents. Yep. Doesn't make any sense. No. Total nonsense. In, like, in the American West? 
Well, you wouldn't just show up and steal somebody's ranch because the rest of the town would come to fucking oust you. Yeah, if you're they a call thief, the fucking marshal. If you're, like, yeah, if you're a thief and a fucking robber, like you're not going to steal somebody's ranch and then settle down there and try to take to ranching. Like, it doesn't make any sense at all. And the fact that nobody did anything about it for like uh, long enough for both of those children to be born and raised on that ranch. So, like, you know, we're looking at, like, at least 13 or so years of just, like, being able to live on that ranch and nobody doing anything about it. And then, yeah, just in the middle of the night, for some reason, that people finally showed up to do something about it. That, that isn't how justice or frontier justice works. Total, yeah, total, like, hair, total harebrained, incoherent nonsense. And then the character who uh, relates all of that information right afterwards... Again, I'll just uh, dialogue, too. ...has a crow come out of his mouth and dies. <laughs> and then... I will say it was probably the coolest shot of the movie for me at least is somehow the 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 chapel the room becomes like inverted like we all of a sudden see Somebody standing in one of them standing in front of the altar, but the others are like sitting on the ceiling and the camera like slowly pushes in and rotates. And we see that like the all the pews in the altar are just on the ceiling. And it's like it's a very cool shot. But also then it's just like the room is just upside down for some reason. And later when they run out of the church you can see from the ex- from the outside into the church and that room is still just upside down just it looked cool but but why Witch magic, I guess. Okay. Yeah, because things look cool. Because they they oh, saw it in Inception and, and thought it was neat. And let's not forget <laughs> about when Big Brother shows up outside the church, and it turns out to not be him. Uh, and one of them shoots him in the head, and he explodes into CGI crows. Yeah, bad CGI crows. Yeah. So this whole movie, or like I would say three quarters of this film, could have taken place in that church, and it would have been yeah. rad. Like it would have been rad. Like, yes, yeah, indie... most of the movie them hold up in the church against like a coven of witches know, outside. Like really build up the church, like uh, set dressing wise, like and help us get a good sense of space in the church. What's under the church? What's over the church? What's the tower? You know, what's the bell tower like? Yeah, do like what, a what, do like a western uh, a western prince of darkness. Yeah, what what oh, weird thing is so in the cool. safe in the narthex? You know, like there are cool little things you can do there. And and just have that right, which is outside. They're slowly using witch magic to drive them insane inside there. Yep, that's all you fucking need. That's it. With with the same budget that they had, the same practicals. Kill the CG. No, none of that. Yeah, get rid of that. Of You've here. got a fucking dandy little movie. Yep. Um, I agree. Yeah. Spend like, your budget on making the church look authentic, and you don't need the rest. Yeah. Well, you, don't. And you could even have the rest, but just have it for like one scene and really dress it up, and maybe just give me a little bit of it. Like keep like the train was the train was great. Um, yeah. shoot it, shoot it better. You know. Uh, yeah. Don't just shoot your whole film at Rollins Creek, Old West Town in Oklahoma. Just don't do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, the church assumedly was at Rollins Creek. I mean, but, it was, but I mean, that's that's what I'm saying is like, don't make, use all of don't Rollins like Creek. make the film smaller scale and like build an actual church. 
an old western a dilapidated old western church Mm -hmm. and spend your budget dressing it to make it look really authentic and like put work into the costumes and stuff and yeah just have the witches and and research for your dialogue and and just have the witches spending the movie trying to to get into the church to get at their their innocent so they can use him for their sacrifice instead it's it's reduced to like 15 minutes in this in this shitty movie um and then they leave the church because they decide they realize that they can't stay there forever and then they run around and shoot some more witches it starts raining blood um for some reason and then uh the 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 black hat outlaw sacrifices himself turns out he's actually a good guy but he doesn't need to sacrifice himself I mean, he just does it yeah he's a good guy then yeah suddenly. he's not for the rest of the movie he did but put his spur through someone's mouth yeah like who didn't deserve it it's beginning. supposed to be it's supposed to be his moment of redemption because you know we get the we get the dialogue was like i duncan was like my brother too i never grew up with no damn family i was raised in a brothel <laughs> you know um so you know it's supposed to be like oh he he's he's got a, a hard baked exterior but he's actually a, a a good guy on the inside but he's not because on the outside he puts spurs through people's yeah. cheeks uh and well he <laughs> sacrificed himself for no reason um uh our younger brother runs off back to the cabin where they were before and is confronted by our main witches who say hey turns out your brother actually he was alive all along we just we had him here and if you'll let us use you for your for our sacrifice we'll let him go and they do that and that's it that's a movie they they let they let the older brother go and they keep the younger brother and presumably use him for their sacrifice which we don't see we just see older brother ride off out of town and then we see him on his uh he he decided to become a farmer again yep. and got and found himself a wife and had a baby and named the baby after his brother and put a shitty cross in the yard with the brown uh big brother magic bandana wrapped around it oh but then at the very end there's a crow on the roof of the house so maybe the witches are still doing something well we know they are because they got they got what they needed well yeah i mean there was there was no there was no, <laughs> no come, doubt there's no comeuppance for them they still have their their little witch town and have been given their innocent blood to continue their satanic rituals and shit and nothing is ever resolved in that regard and it also comes to question how did the young witch girl get captured by the Pinkertons in the first place. How did that series of events come into play where they found her on the train? What was that about? I mean, I don't care. I don't care, but it's just like, <laughs> it's, fun to, it's fun to, no, it's fun to think about. Cause they just like, they found her on the train and then she led them back to the town. It's like, once again, just like many, many other things, in this movie it's cause the plot demands it and they didn't think about it all that much. So they just, they just did things. Mm-hmm. They just did it because well, the plot needs it, and they yeah. expect the audience to not think about it too much. Well, yeah, because like a, a girl in a in a chest is cool, like in Firefly. Yeah, like, she, well, she and she seems like oh, she might be innocent, but it turns out she's actually not. She's in like why would they put such a sweet innocent? She's wearing girl a fucking in a Hannibal chest? Lecter mask, right? Like. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, well, I mean, it's supposed, yeah, for the characters. Like, oh, what the, was this innocent girl yeah. in the chest with a mask on? Like, we know. Yeah. We know because we're watching a horror movie. Um, I think it's probably time to rate this, huh? We, I, we've I, talked about this movie for way longer than I expected. One last thing, and that is just we, we've mentioned that all the CG is bad, but man, oh, it it's sucks. bad. Like the CG sucks, and it makes this film like worse. Thankfully, there's not. A, thankfully, there's not a ton of it. Yeah, because like one other practical, I did, I did want to shout out too was like uh, when the guy has the crow like poking through his leg a little bit. That looked good. Yeah, that looked good. Yeah. Um. Uh. And then yeah, and then it's back to plastic guns. God, this movie. Um, uh, whiplash, I, I tell you. They tried. Whiplash, I tells you. They tried. Um, they did, at times. Um, some people who worked on this film really tried. Uh, well, why don't, why don't you rate it? Yeah, first? um... Uh, oh, and and also the sorry the but the the title text looked like a like a Hooters barbecue ribs yeah. like ad uh, rough uh, and and then the 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 book with all the fake blood effects and stuff for oh, the opening credits yeah the was, opening credits yeah. is a CG like grimoire and it's it's bad enough that you have that but then you do like bad fire effects like like and blood over the top of it effects. that don't really like yeah. mesh it look it it it, it looks like bad yeah, it look real like bad like just just do white text on black man like to cool music oh and then lastly and i will add this into my rating the score was dope actually quite good extremely good i'm probably gonna go back and listen to the soundtrack again at some point it was amazing this film didn't deserve it uh, especially over the top of some of those scenes the events that were happening matched the music but the way they were shot did not like the train robbery music felt like good train robbery music and dark and it felt like horror western they really whoever did the the soundtrack really nailed that feeling it's fun it's very tactile there's a lot of like string plucky bits and it's it's got like a badass western quality to it so like yeah i love the score i'd love to see like a competent film use it <laughs> yeah the score was better than the film deserved i definitely yeah. agree with you on that um okay uh i'm fuck it like i had a great time watching this movie i would even watch it again um Ooh. with with uh someone who hasn't seen it before and enjoy their reactions to like the so bad it's good uh, aspects because again like there are some things that are just fun about this movie and dumb like like a like a sentai movie you know like the witches like crawling on the ceiling and leaping off of things it just had felt power rangery uh, and it was it was great um no I, fuck it i'm giving this movie like a four like it's jesus it's, christ it's, cleveland what it's it's terrible but it's fun man like Oof. it's not a good movie it's not quality Fucking um hell. uh but uh like it, it it's endearing as shit and i don't know like it, it's stupid and like it didn't do its homework or or anything but it was that was funny like that was funny that like they didn't like uh wow i don't know it made me laugh uh i don't know like 3.5 doesn't feel right like <laughs> three three doesn't feel right for me i don't know i i it's it's a terrible movie it sucks yeah true but yeah i don't know i mean who cares go, yeah go who cares about my rating i'm giving it a four all right yeah <laughs> i uh i mean <laughs> I, I had I had fun with this movie as an exercise, like going into it with the express purpose of 
finding a dumb, trashy, low-budget movie to pick apart for the podcast. I had a great time. I would not watch this movie again, um, not even as a So Bad It's Good. I, I don't think it's really good. Uh, I think there are plenty of other bad, like, bad movies that are more fun than this. I can't hate it because I think that they were trying, but like, man, it's just, it's so cheap. There, I mean, there are a lot of scenes that are just like dead in the water. Totally like dead in the water. It's so, it's so cheaply made. Um, it has, a, you know, some surprising moments of like good practical effects and interesting ideas. But should, I mean, should I do 3.5? I mean, it's your rating, dog. I don't know. Sorry, yeah, you you do your right. I yeah, I mean, well, for me, it's it's gonna be like a one one and a half out of five. Like, it's not a good movie. Um, there are certainly worse things you could watch. Yeah, I mean, I'm just getting a little too. I, I just got a little too excited about the score. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, the music, the music's good, but it's not that good. Like, it's a bad movie. Oh, it's, it's, I mean, that that was never in question. But like, man, it's a shitty movie. Yeah, it, it's a great movie to get drunk and watch. Yeah, it's I mean there there are worse things uh but there are a lot better things too and like I said as as an exercise it was fun in being able to to flex that that uh the the critical muscle and be able to uh look at why a movie is unsuccessful and yeah, which is fun. and why why it's a bad film it's it's fun it's fun in that regard but in terms it of like, me. in terms of like um, entertainment purposes outside of that like it's got a lot of like. It's got a lot of boring scenes. Yeah, the too. boring scenes it's are not, are pretty boring. It's not a particularly okay. fun film, I don't think. But three point five. Three point five for you. Three point okay. five. Four four is a little a little steep. All right. Well, that'll give it a, a comfortable average of two and a half out of five mm-hmm. pods. Frankly, still higher than I expected going in. Um, but I'm I'm know, very glad we watched it. I'm 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 over I, the. I moon. think I think I think for our listeners, like I don't think this is one that you really need to go out and see for yourself. I think it's fun unless you have really yeah. nothing better to do. In that case, it is on Shutter. Um, but I think that you can get pretty much everything you need uh, from this movie out of our discussion. If, um, if you like making fun of larpers man it's good for that it's good yeah i mean if you want to if you want to see a really a really cheap western horror film shot at a at a fucking like a a place you get like like the dismarriages like yeah like a like an old like an old west wedding tourist uh destination then yeah go for it (laughs) be your dreams man um (laughs) it it was a movie um so yeah thanks for thanks for coming with us through the pale door (laughs) man i hope i hope no one like which is a way cooler title than this film deserves. God, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like the, that. That's a movie that takes place in that church. Yeah, you know, like that's about them slowly going mad. But uh, yeah, the Pale Door is a great title. Um, I I hope that no one had like a really rough time on set for this movie because it wasn't worth it. I can't imagine. I hope not. I like, can't I, I hope I hope that they had a great time. It's making not this like movie. it's not like they were out in the elements or anything. They were at Rollins Creek. That's true. Old they had West, catering. Old West Village. Yeah. yeah. Like there, it's the the yeah. I I don't think so. Um, but, but just imagine like uh, uh, during the credits we also saw that like Full Sail was was uh, one of the so yeah Full Sail University was involved in this so. I just, Somehow. you know, Tease, just think you could have gone to Full Sail could have. University and you could have been have. like a grip on this movie. You know, you could have really done something with your life. Full Sail instead of, <laughs> instead of going to 
Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I really missed out. I can't believe that I wasn't able to be fucking key grip on the pale door. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, uh, I oh my loved this movie. Uh, <laughs> really I I I hope that uh, our our listeners have enjoyed this this uh, little filler episode while we wait for Ben to get back so we can uh, get back to our regularly scheduled programming. Next week we will be uh, doing our uh, our final catch-up of 2020 and talking about uh the wolf of snow hollow freaky and come to daddy as planned so uh come back next oh, week we haven't recorded that i at the beginning of the episode i totally said that we'd, yeah, we yeah i thought you i know we haven't i thought you were just making shit up but uh it's cool i mean i usually am yeah but. i i was i wasn't gonna say anything about it the <laughs> audience doesn't need to know but you know it's yeah we haven't recorded that yet but we will uh and that'll be next week's episode so whenever you're listening to this um that's that's what's coming next uh if you like the show hit the five stars on apple podcasts and leave us a nice uh a nice review you can follow us on twitter at pod people pod and at letterbox.com slash pod people pod where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those reviews uh you can find me losing my mind on twitter at some spooky snake that's relatable uh you can find me uh Occasionally tweeting for Light Arc Studio as we further progress on our game at Stairs Back. Tower um, Call coming soon. Very soon. Once Ben comes back, we're going to finish up the VO on that, and it's going to be awesome. And you can find my work on ArtStation. Uh, if you search Cleveland Mosier, look at some cool art and leave some likes and stuff. Uh, my happiness isn't fueled by that, I swear. Um, and then, uh, yeah, this episode uh, was sponsored by uh, whatever you're you're doing after you listen to this episode yeah <laughs> have a great time doing it all filler no killer baby yeah yeah well thanks for listening check back with us next week and until then remember the big brother magic was in you all along. oh no <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>